New Orleans Saints in crisis if they can't get Alvin Kamara and both starting tackles on the field. Why Traquan Smith could be the Saints' first 100-yard wide receiver in a game this season and what the New Orleans Saints have to get right in order to get a win in Philadelphia. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every day here at Locked On Saints. And don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked On NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. And the New Orleans Saints might be in crisis this weekend as injuries continue to pile up. But what can they do if they're not able to get Alvin Kamara back on the field while also not being able to get both starting tackles on the field as well? If you're paying attention to the Saints injury report over the course of the week so far on both Wednesday and Thursday, you had both Teron Armstead missing practice. Now, of course, he was not available in last week's game up against the Tennessee Titans. So we saw James Hurst starting in his place. The Saints already without Andrus Pete on the line. So Calvin Throckmorton has been playing at left guard in that case. But now Ryan Ramchek has not practiced with a knee injury on either Wednesday or Thursday. And listen to me when I tell you, that is not good. (laughs) It's very simple. That is not good. So let's talk about what happens if the New Orleans Saints aren't able to get both Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek out on the field. And unfortunately, it gets more complicated than that. We kind of celebrated a little bit because on Wednesday, running back Alvin Kamara was back at practice limited on that day. Now that's better because he didn't practice at all last week and then ended up missing the game up against the Tennessee Titans. We saw Mark Ingram go in and have a nice game in his stead. But now we saw him come back limited on a Wednesday with his knee injury and then downgraded to did not participate on Thursday. Now, that could mean two things, as my good friend, our good friend, uh, Deuce Windham from over at Houdat Confessional pointed out. It could mean that Alvin Kamara was brought in and utilized during the installation day, which is Wednesday, and then they're going to let him rest on Thursday and Friday so they can make him a game time decision on Sunday. And that's absolutely possible. The other scenario is that he came in on Wednesday. They didn't like the way that he was looking in terms of his recovery. He didn't like the way he was feeling in terms of his recovery, whatever it might be, potentially even aggravated something. I don't want to go that far, but regardless, things might not have gone well on Wednesday and therefore he didn't practice on Thursday. So we'll see once we get game designations on Friday, what the actual situation is when it comes to Alvin Kamara. If he's DMP again on Friday, but questionable, then it might mean that they just brought him in for the install and then decided to give him a little bit of a rest so that they can make him a game time decision on Sunday. However, on Friday, he could also just simply be ruled out. So let's say that the Saints are without Alvin Kamara and without both starting tackles, Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek. What do you do in that case? Well, for the New Orleans Saints, you would obviously go with Mark Ingram as your starting running back again. He had a nice day, over 100 total uh, yards from scrimmage last week up against the Tennessee Titans. Actually did more things in the receiving game than was anticipated because Ty Montgomery, who also has been DNP all week, won't be surprised to see him get moved to injured reserve later on today. He ended up getting injured early on in the game, so that took away Ty Montgomery from some of the 
receiving out of the backfield responsibilities you would usually see with Alvin Kamara. So that expanded Mark Ingram's role. The good news is that you can go ahead and continue to expand Mark Ingram's role if Alvin Kamara is out, because then you could potentially get him Tony Jones Jr. back as he returned to practice earlier on this week. So you might see a tandem of Mark Ingram and Tony Jones Jr. Mark Ingram playing a little bit more of the versatile running back role, while Tony Jones Jr. plays a little bit more of the, I can beat you up, up the middle, which is what they really liked about him and why he ended up being named the running back to at the beginning of the season in the first place. Now, when it comes to the offensive line, you have a couple of options. There's one very good option. There's one not so great option. Let's start with the not so great option. The not so great option is that you're already without Teron Armstead. If you're without Ryan Ramchek, you could shuffle the offensive line a little bit. Calvin Throckmorton has some tackle experience. You could potentially move him to right tackle and then plug in Will Clapp at left guard. To me, that is less ideal because you're creating two problems there. You're already going to be without the right tackle. So effectively, you're creating three problems there. Ryan Ramchek is out. If he's out, that's a problem, right? Then you would end up moving Calvin Throckmorton to a position he hasn't played so far this season. That's a problem. And then you have Will Clapp plugging in at left guard where he hasn't played so far this season either. That's also a problem. It's not about confidence in these players. It's not about whether or not they can do it. It's simply about not their comfort zone, right? So then the other option would be that you keep uh, Calvin Throckmorton at left guard in place of Andrews Pete, and then in place of Ryan Ramchick, you move in rookie right tackle Landon Young. Landon Young hasn't gotten snaps at right tackle yet, but Calvin Throckmorton continues to play where he's actually played extremely well on the interior at left guard. James Hurst continues to play out at left tackle where he's played well in place of Teron Armstead. And then you get a look at your rookie right tackle that you invested in late in the 2021 NFL draft in Landon Young. Remember, Landon Young was a part of that Kentucky big blue wall offensive line that was one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. He played against NFL talent at the SEC level, and he was formerly a left tackle and they moved him over to right tackle. So the idea here is that you also potentially get to see your successor in Ryan Ramchek because if Teron Armstead were to not return next year, retire soon, anything like that, there's a chance, and it's already built into Ryan Ramchek's uh, contract, that he could move to left tackle. And if he moves to left tackle, you probably want to get a good look at Landon Young a little early here, and it's not uh, without benefit to get a, a good look at him early here, just in case you have to plug him in to follow up Ryan Ramchek at that right tackle position. Definitely expect the New Orleans Saints to be interested in tackles in this upcoming draft. You know, the offensive line is always a very popular selection for them anyway. But I do think that that's what you would see. If you don't have Teron Armstead, if you don't have Ryan Ramchick, and you don't have Alvin Kamara, expect to see the tandem of Tony Jones Jr. and Mark Ingram if Tony Jones Jr. is healthy. And then expect to see the tackle tandem of uh, Landon Young plugging in at right tackle in place of Ryan Ramchick, and then James Hurst continuing to hold his place at left tackle in place of Teron Armstead. Now, all of this impacts everything. It impacts the run game, but perhaps most importantly, it impacts the passing game. So why would I have the confidence that we might see the Saints first 100-yard wide receiver game of the season, despite the fact that both of these two tackles might be out? Well, it comes down to the Philadelphia Eagles defense, where they like to give up yardage, and who excels in that area of the field. We'll talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, of course, I have to tell you about the best app you're ever going to download. It's the Get Upside app. Right now, with gas prices absolutely skyrocketing, don't spend all that time 
trying to find the one gas station across town that's one cent cheaper than the one that's right next to your place. Don't worry about that at all. Just download the Get Upside app instead. Open it up. Check for the participating gas stations. Head to one of those, and you can get up to 25 cents back per gallon every time that you fill up. It doesn't get better than this. Actually, let me rephrase. It does, because for your first fill up, you can use the promo code touchdown and you're going to get a 25 cent bonus up to 50 cents back per gallon on your very first fill up and you can cash out whenever you want. You can get uh, gift cards, you can get it directly to your bank account, to your PayPal, however you like. $200, $300 a month some people are getting with the Get Upside app. Go ahead, check it out from your App Store or your Google Play Store, whatever it is that you use and download the Get Upside app today. All right, family, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day here on Locked on Saints. Appreciate you being here with us and making us a part of your daily routine. As we do every Friday, we try to find one key stat to look at. What can be the major difference, the major difference, I don't know what that accent was, the major difference going into this matchup for the weekend with the New Orleans Saints traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The Saints have the opportunity against this Eagles defense to do something that they haven't done all season. Believe it or not, the New Orleans Saints have had only one instance in which they have had a player on offense have more than 100 receiving yards in a game. That was Alvin Kamara with 128 receiving yards against the Seattle Seahawks. They have not yet had a wide receiver or tight end go for over 100 receiving yards. That could change against the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk about why. Let's start off with the player that has the potential to do this, and it's wide receiver Traquan Smith. Coach Payton has been very complimentary of Traquan Smith over the course of the last couple of weeks. Yes, he had his moment with uh, quarterback Jameis Winston a couple of weeks ago upon his return from injured reserve, his first start of the season. But since then, he's had some nice production over the course of these last few games. He's done well as a blocker. He's made some tough catches, some diving catches, some contested catches, and also has run some nice routes, selling that block on the edge to Janoris Jenkins up against the Tennessee Titans before breaking to the outside and catching the touchdown from Trevor Simeon. Great stuff that we've seen so far from Traquan Smith. Now, could he potentially be walking into a situation against the Philadelphia Eagles where we could see one of those big games? Remember when Traquan Smith was first drafted and he ended up having like that big game against Washington and then he would kind of go back to his usual self and he had that big 157 yard game up against the Philadelphia Eagles actually in the 48 to 7 win a few years ago. And he would always have those sort of big standout games. This could potentially be that game for Traquan Smith. And I know it sounds a little bit different because of the way that we've been talking about this Philadelphia Eagles defense all season. They've sort of flipped the script, right? They've always been a weak passing defense with a strong run defense. So far this season, they've been a weak run defense with a strong pass defense. But you can go a little bit further, dig a little bit deeper, and you can find the weaknesses in this Philadelphia Eagles defense and where those weaknesses are very much benefit someone with the play style like Traquan Smith. First of all, we know that this run defense is weak, and we also know that the Saints haven't had the greatest pass offense on their side so far this season. So they have been a team that has run uh, pretty consistently all year. Now, with that being the case, that means Traquan Smith is going to see the field a lot because not only is Traquan Smith going to be out there for passing downs as a receiver, but he's also going to find his way to the field When it comes to opportunities in the run game, because he's a fantastic run blocker. So he's going to see the field a lot. And with presence comes opportunity in this New Orleans Saints offense, because where the Philadelphia Eagles are weakest 
benefits Traquan Smith's play style. Traquan Smith is a very physical receiver. It's one of the reasons why people believe him when he commits to a block, right? He makes those contested catches over the middle of the field, oftentimes takes a wallop in cases when he catches a pass over the middle of the field and then walks away from it uh, with that catch. So when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles who have struggled mightily over the middle of the field because their linebackers aren't getting enough depth, because the safeties aren't very strong in pass coverage, the corners have performed very well. Um, uh, Steven Nelson, uh, Darius Slay, of course, uh, Avante Maddox, like they have been very good. However, they've struggled over the middle of the field, and that's where Traquan Smith gets a lot of his production. If you look at the Philadelphia Eagles defense in terms of DVOA, which ma- which sort of measures success and efficiency on a per play basis, they right now are 24th in the NFL when it comes to passing DVOA over the middle of the field, allowing a 23.5% better production than your average team in the NFL. So they're, a, they're well below average when it comes to that. You want to talk about well below average, the deep middle portion of the field where Trevor Simeon is very comfortable targeting, uh, they're actually allowing over 120% when it comes to above average production uh, in comparison to the average team in the NFL. So when it comes to the average team in the NFL, they're allowing 129% better production than that for opposing offenses. That's very, very good news for the New Orleans Saints, who could benefit by taking the top off a little bit in this game, even if they're down their two tackles. Now, getting the opportunities there and allowing uh, time for these routes to develop over the deep middle portions of the field, that could be a little bit of a task, particularly particularly if you are down both of those tackles, because you have to be able to hold those blocks long enough, situations like that. However, when it comes to one of the places where the Philadelphia Eagles struggle so much in the middle area of the field is because their linebackers in coverage, guys like TJ Edwards, for instance, are talented run stoppers. They're talented and very active tacklers and players, but they're not the greatest in pass coverage and oftentimes don't get the depth that they need to get. I mean, if you look at their film over the course of the season, you see it consistently to where the area just above the linebackers, but before you get to the safeties or the hole is wide open in a lot of cases. So kind of the opposite of what the Saints do, right? The Saints have been dropping their linebackers away from the line of scrimmage when they go into zone coverage and leaving the first five yards wide open for crossing routes and things like that so they can collapse on that and try to make those tackles. Sometimes that's worked for them, sometimes it hasn't, but the Eagles are going the other way. Their linebackers aren't getting depth. They're playing closer down to the line of scrimmage and guarding that five-yard area for dig routes for... um or for quick digs, rather, for slants, for drags. So if you're running maybe an over route instead, which the Saints love in their offense, that could potentially give you some opportunities to drop some passes right in the bucket. And if you're not able to get to those and you're able to pull a safety down there, then that ends up opening up one of those two safety spots on the left or right side, or if it's a single high safety, the deep middle, which is also where they've been struggling. So look for a lot of combination routes from the New Orleans Saints to attack the middle of the field up against the Philadelphia Eagles. And this needs to be the game where the Saints figure out what's going on at tight end, whether it's Nick Vanette, whether it's Adam Troutman getting in rhythm, whether it's a lot more usage of Juwan Johnson, which feels like that could be very likely in the passing game as a receiver. Those are opportunities for these tight ends over the middle of the field to do a lot of damage. So the Saints have to figure that portion out as well. But for me, it's all about Traquan Smith. Can Traquan Smith have one of those big breakout games that he has every you know nine games or so. He's due for it. Let's see if he can get it done against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend in Philly. All right, y'all, coming up next, we're going to get into a little bit of a keys to victory style conversation. What do the New Orleans Saints have to get right in order to win this game in Philadelphia? We'll talk about it, and a lot of it, of course, comes down to two players on the defensive line, 
just straight up doing their jobs. We'll talk about that and much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And of course, this New Orleans Saints defense wants to be ready. So I would like to recommend to them that they uh, get rid of some of those protein bars that they're trying out and go ahead and go with the best protein bar on the market. Built Bar, which you can find over at Built.com. I told you the other day that these protein bars ain't your mama's protein bars, ain't your grandpa's protein bars. These are the protein bars. The future is now when it comes to protein bars, and it's all thanks to Built Bar. Fantastic flavor, lots of protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, everything that you need, none of the stuff that you don't. It's fantastic. And speaking of the things that you need, fantastic flavors as well. Raspberry, coconut, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. And right now, Built.com is doing something really cool for they're kind of cycling through a bunch of limited edition flavors every three to four days. So go and check them out so you can stay up to date at Built.com. And when you go there and pick up your first box of Built Bars or your next box of Built Bars, doesn't matter, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, so you can get 15% off of your order. That's 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. And you can also go and check out our friends over at BetOnline.ag and get in on some of the action this weekend. New Orleans Saints now down to a two-point underdog as opposed to where they opened at minus one and a half. You like that line, you want to get in on the action, betonline.ag is the easiest and fastest place to get it done. If you don't want to bet on your favorite football team, I don't blame you. I understand because you can also get in on just about anything else that you can imagine. Award ceremonies, TV shows, game shows, the NBA. You can do futures for the MLB. And of course, you can bet on everything around the NFL. If you don't want to bet on the Saints, you can look at other games, props, odds, a whole bunch of stuff that they have available for you, including your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So if you're a new customer, go and check out betonline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at what the New Orleans Saints have to get right in order to win this game. And here's the big takeaway here, okay? The New Orleans Saints can win this game despite the fact that it feels unlikely, but here's what they have to do to get it done. And it starts on the defensive line. Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, these guys have to be able to contain Jalen Hurts. Don't be surprised if the Saints walk out of this game with zero or one sack, because it might not really come down to trying to pressure and sack Jalen Hurts. It might seriously just come down to keeping him in the pocket and not allowing him to escape. Now, you might luck into a sack here or there to where when he tries to run through a B gap or something like that, you can go ahead and make a play on him. But you have to be able to keep him from getting outside to the sidelines, extending the play because he can run once you give him the opportunity to. But also, if he's able to get outside and improvise, these receivers, Devonta Smith, these guys, Quez Watkins, they have done a very good job. Dallas Goddard, who just got a huge extension and is going to be ready to play this weekend. They are very good at improvising with Jalen Hurts and making sure that they're giving him an outlet while he's scrambling. So you can't let him get outside. You have to hold contain. That is a huge part of this game. If the Saints can neutralize, not even neutralize, if the Saints can turn Jalen Hurts one-dimensional and force him to throw the ball or and then also force Philadelphia Eagles to run the ball with their running backs because they can't get anything going with the quarterback designed runs or with the scramble drill or anything like that. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to get one or two of them, right? You're going to give up a couple of annoying plays. It's going to happen. But if you don't allow it to happen consistently because you're maintaining contain on the outside and you have a spy ready for him as well, whether it's Quan Alexander or 
Malcolm Jenkins in the you know playing down in the box if it's Demario Davis in certain situations that's going to be helpful to limiting uh Jalen Hurts and this Philadelphia Eagles offense which wants to run the ball and build all of that around their cornerstone quarterback. And sort of tied to that, the Saints simply have to outrun these Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles ran 40 times against the Denver Broncos. Now, they were aided by a defensive touchdown and Teddy Bridgewater in that situation. Shout out Teddy, Teddy Saints Sledge. Uh, but, you know, look, you can't let them do that because in, in addition to them running 40 times in that game, they also averaged over five yards per carry while doing that. You can't let that happen if you're the New Orleans Saints. So a big part of what they have to be able to do here is not only are they trying to limit the quarterback element of that run game over on the defensive side, they have to be able to control the clock over on the offensive side. So take those shots in the passing game if you can get them and if you're confident enough in whatever version of your offensive line you're marching out there, which we know Sean Payton's not going to be you know, conservative around the idea of who's out there and who's not. He's going to expect to be able to run his run his playbook and call his plays regardless of who's out there. That's why you build a team from one to 53 as opposed to just one through 22. So when it comes down to all of that, the New Orleans Saints will very likely still try to establish the run game, even if they're down their top two tackles and they're running with Mark Ingram and Tony Jones Jr. and Dwayne Washington, as opposed to Alvin Kamara, they'll still do that. And it's a smart thing for them to do, especially if they can, next key, get on the board early. Stop falling to these teams early on in the games and then having these big, like phenomenal fourth quarter comebacks that just come up just short. You have to be able to start out early. I'm not even talking about a first possession touchdown, as nice as that would be. Give me a first quarter touchdown. Give me two first half touchdowns. Let me see the double digits in the first half without being in a double digit hole at the same time. So that's going to be the complimentary game that the offense and the defense need to play with one another. The defense has to be able to stifle what Philadelphia wants to do on the offensive side. Hello, hashtag analysis. But then also this offense needs to be able to put points on the board early and much earlier than they've been able to show their efficiency so far this season. Lastly, it's continuing that conversation around the complimentary game between the offense and the defense. The offense is going to have to take what's given to them and the defense is going to have to take away what Philly wants. And what I mean by that is that the Saints might have to play some zone coverage over on the defensive side. And we know they're not a very strong or as strong a zone coverage team as they are a man coverage team. They had really nice moments in zone last week. They had some subpar moments in zone last week against Tennessee, but they might have to go back to that role because of the mobile quarterback factor. If you've got Jalen Hurts out there, you don't want to be playing man coverage because then everyone in coverage, your linebackers, your, your corners, your safeties, they all have their backs turned to this mobile quarterback that's going to be able to shoot the A gap, shoot the B gap, get around the corner and be able to run before you even get the get past line of scrimmage before you get the opportunity to even turn around. So man coverage does cause some concerns in this instance because of the mobile quarterback, even though the Saints are more comfortable in those press man situations. So definitely something to watch, right? Are you going to be able to shift in or add or sprinkle in enough zone to be able to take away the consistency that Philly wants? That's going to be big. And on the opposite side, you're going to have to consistently take what Philly gives you over on the defensive side because they are a zone heavy team. They love running a lot of cover too. Every now and then they'll bring a safety down into the box and then run some single high. But they're pretty conservative over on the defensive side. They're not an attacking defense, right? They send four. So take what you get. If that means three yards at a time, five yards at a time, whatever, take what you can get. And then every now and then find opportunities to be able to have those big explosive plays that we've been dying to see from this Saints offense. All right, y'all going to be a very fun game this weekend. The New Orleans Saints hoping to snap 
that uh, that three game win streak before it potentially turns into a five game win streak over these next couple of days and get a very important NFC win up against the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's going to be a very fun one to watch. We'll be right back with you on Monday to get you updated on everything that happened. If anything big happens over the weekend, you know we got you covered here as well. Thanks as always for making us your first listen of the day here at Locked on Saints every day. For your second listen, go and get yourself some money. Go and check out your boy Q as well as handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're on fire right now. So go and check them out over at Locked on bets for everything in between here when it comes to your new orleans saints coverage make sure you follow me on twitter at ross jackson n-o-l-a hit me up let me know how the family's doing let me know how you're living let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation i'll holla at you